The Big Sip. Hey, 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 this is Gabriela from The Big Sip. This week, so excited, coming off of an incredible week, we had International Women's Day to celebrate, and the phenomenal woman that I have sitting in front of me is just one so dope, her positivity and her passion for what she does, how she embeds that into her brand. Trust me, if you check out that Instagram page, which we will definitely be giving you that handle before we hop off this conversation, you are just going to be completely captivated by it. So it is my absolute pleasure to be sitting here next to Caroline Ray Green, chef and creator of Dale Bars. <laughs> Hello. How's Thank you going? for that. You're welcome. <laughs> good. How are you? I'm doing so good. It's It's been a week, but we're here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Coming off on a high note, though, celebrating International Women's Day earlier this week. And you are a phenomenal woman all around. Just seeing you own your space as a chef, as a culinary creator, as an entrepreneur of Dale Bars. I'm just like, wow, now that is a woman doing the damn thing. Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you. <laughs> I uh it's been a journey and it still is a journey. <laughs> it's always, we're students of life. Yes, it's always going to be a journey. Definitely. Yeah. How has it been, you know, just your journey and getting here? How has your week been? How has COVID been treating you? I feel like I haven't seen you in so long. Yes. Um, well, you know, 2020 has been, I don't even know a word to describe it. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not just speechless. Co- yeah. <laughs> It hasn't just been COVID, you know, with the fire seasons mm. and just everything. Yeah. But I, I think I've learned to appreciate, I guess, what life gives you and be grateful for the things that you can be grateful for. Oh, love um, that. And sometimes you have to do that not in the moment. Sometimes <laughs> it has to be a little bit after the fact. And so 2020 has been a lot of ups and downs, but it has not been the worst year of my life. You know? That's a good thing. <laughs> I, and I, that, it hasn't been easy, though, you know. Yeah, it has its um, challenges. Yeah. And I think it's also realizing that certain things that I thought were important, they aren't really. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes just even if you don't have electricity, you're safe. <laughs> <laughs> you have what you need. And I, you know, I still am able to work and just very grateful for things like that. So. Yeah, I think we can all walk away and recognize that while. 2020 was a challenging year and you know we're still kind of feeling just a little bit of that tail end in this year um and who knows you know what fire season is gonna look like it's only March last year came early what's this year gonna look like there are still so many moments of positivity and gratitude that can be taken away from last year and it kind of reminds me of you know those cliche moments where people are like out of dark times are born like (laughs) these great moments but it's so true last year though (laughs) it's so true though you know you see all these like cheesy lines everywhere and then it's once you're in the thick of it and you're going through it you're like so this is why this saying is yeah definitely I definitely like even as simple as standing in line at the grocery store and having the smallest conversation with a stranger Mm. Mm-hmm. That was sometimes that was the positive of the day, and but it it was genuinely positive, yeah. you know. And it's like it's okay, you're not alone, you know. This whole community is going through it, you yeah. Know? So yeah, and I love that you use the word genuine because I think that totally captures exactly the feeling that we've all felt all of our interactions while we've kind of had to be secluded from everyone. Yeah. When we finally have had those moments to see each other. It's like a genuine feeling of happiness and of just feeling grateful for simple conversations for us being able to sit here, share this delicious glass of wine, (laughs) get, you know, to sit from your cup, learn all about you and and your journey as this culinary purveyor and entrepreneur woman of Dale Bar. So um, I'm so excited to be here with you, my friend. Likewise. Thank you so much. I'm so honored. Oh my gosh. The honor is all mine. So 2020, was that your first experience with a fire? It was technically, yes. The year before, there were power outages. The planned power outages, (laughs) which I thought was an ordeal, but... I learned it could be worse. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was, I live in England. I okay. lived in England in the time. Uh-huh. I actually had to move last year. So that was a whole different thing. Um, but Did the fires th- make you reconsider where you were living? Uh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> 
You're like, I have been evacuated I mean, X amount of times now. We are not doing this anymore. Uh, yeah, ask my coworkers. I've stated that many a times. Yeah, it was the first time I really dealt with anything like that before. I'm from Los Angeles. Okay. So I've dealt with earthquakes before, but nothing like that. Yeah. I And I live alone. So you're like WTF. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely like, okay, I've definitely matured this year. And ironically, last year, before everything, you know, at the beginning of the year, I was like, I'd really like to expand. Mm. And I kind of was thinking more professionally (laughs) and kind of figuring out what I was going to do. I graduated from the Culinary Institute of America in 2019 in September. So 2020 was the first year I was 31. Like I'm in Napa Valley. I get to live like an adult, not as a student. (laughs) And then COVID hit. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) With the fire season and COVID and other things going on, I definitely expanded, I think... Like I was saying with perspectives, just realizing really what was important and just kind of like, okay, this is something I don't know if I can handle, but it's happening and I don't have control over it. Mm -hmm. I think that was actually the biggest thing. Like I'm kind of a planner. I like to (laughs) control of things and you know, you do that with your career and uh, with things you're buying and whatnot. And then here's something where you have like, no one has control over and it's happening globally, you know, or it's a natural disaster. Like you can't complain to someone that the power is out because there's a lightning, (laughs) lightning storm or Mm -hmm. whatever. And it's just, you have to deal with it, you know? And, it was kind of a very humbling experience. A humbling experience. Which reminds me of what my dad would say, but it (laughs) it was so true. What would your dad say? You get humbled by things, you know, and it just, it just reminds me of something like kind of the mentality he had, you know, you think you're like kind of an adult and then these things happen. You're like, okay, (laughs) guess I'm growing more. (laughs) We're always growing, always growing, always learning. I know that growth was definitely experienced. I think across the board for so many people in 2020, like you said, some of us were thinking, you know, after 2019 was over, 2020 is about to be my year. It's going to be lit. Um, And then 2020 had different plans for everybody else. And so like, Five different side plans. (laughs) (laughs) But also how great. And I, I, this is like where my positivity hat comes in, right? I'm not saying COVID was great. I'm just saying the things that came out of COVID, I think it really, aside from getting people to think about, you know, a lot more introspection, what are the things that I think are truly important in my life? It also helped people kind of get a little creative and savvy with definitely personal growth and development, professional growth and development, which at the end in turn maybe made you feel like a badass because then you're just like, okay, didn't know that I was capable of navigating these waters, but here we are doing the damn thing. Yeah. I've seen, and I've been a part of a lot of pivoting, (laughs) which is like a funny word. Yeah. (laughs) But it kind of, and you know, sometimes it was like pivot, 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 pivot. And okay, we have to do it again. You know, I'm very grateful. I work at La Saison catering. Um, So yummy. (laughs) Definitely. And I think we pivoted before 2020. (laughs) Like that was just kind of, I think honestly in the food industry and with catering, you do that that's kind of part of the job anyway, Mm -hmm. but this was kind of, um, we were challenged in very different ways and very fortunate to be able to continue to pivot in a job, you know, thankfully I had that for many reasons because, you know, we discussed it, like, especially early on with COVID quarantining, like if we felt safe to continue to work, you know, that's Um, nice. Some people don't even get that conversation. And I was thinking, there's no way I can... I mean, if I had the choice, there's no way I can stay at home and just think about this. I think I would just kind of... I I overthink. (laughs) (laughs) You're not alone in that. I need to be doing something. And if I have the choice... and. Not even realizing that how lucky to have, like you said, have that conversation, have the choice. It really wasn't a choice. I can't, you know, I really need to work to make money. (laughs) But like, just so grateful to have that opportunity and to expand in a different way as a company. Yeah. And kind of to see the resilience of my coworkers, my chefs that are leading us. Mm -hmm. 
and like how to lead in a pandemic yeah <laughs> and like what to do when you don't know with so many different things professionally and personally especially being not from napa i don't have any family around mm. that was very comforting yeah to at least know at least with my work i have my team and we'll try to navigate this pandemic together. Together, you yeah, know? your work family. Yeah, so. yeah. Is it lonely being here and not having your family? Like, so you came here for the CIA. Yeah. What led you, though, into wanting to go after culinary? And is it just something you fell into? Was it, like, a goal that you always had? I, You know, it definitely was not something I fell into. It was very purposeful. <laughs> she said she had a plan. <laughs> and, you know, the funny thing, I remember... I remember seeing like I think in eighth grade we had like a memory book or whatever um, and it says like future job or future goal or something and I think it said like the French culinary school but I always wanted to go to culinary school I love that um, and I kind of grew up in the age where Food Network had like Rachel Ray mm. and like Sandra Lee mm. uh, semi homemade cooking with Sandra Lee <laughs> that's where I saw other ways of cooking mm. I think my family always celebrated food and every celebration food was kind of the main point a lot of people have asked why like why are you in the food industry why like is it your passion or um, how'd you get into it and I just love genuinely at the beginning I love eating <laughs> and I love food let's you go know? back to where it all <laughs> yeah, starts you know? we like to eat yes and we and, eat good and even just thinking back like at those celebrations we're eating food and we're talking about food and and, you know, sharing recipes or different things we saw and whatnot. Almost like what it brings. Yes. And I think really why I got into cooking was my mom, my parents are very loving. I have a younger brother and my mom always cooked for us. Food is not her passion. <laughs> but she and I, I admire her for many reasons. But to think to always cook every single meal for your family, especially when you don't even like to cook. Mm -hmm. I, I love to cook and I don't even want to do that for myself. <laughs> you know, there was a point where I was like, OK, I kind of would like to I really actually don't like this dinner. I kind of want to explore some other things <laughs> and see. And I just started to create in the kitchen, even as young as like elementary school, you know, just like making eggs or whatever and then you know you see food network and you kind of see different ingredients and ask to buy that and just start kind of exploring yeah so they encouraged you doing this they did you know but it wasn't you know I was kind of thinking about this question it it was never seen as like an actual career hmm. um or not and even before that even going to culinary school I heard about it from Food Network. I even remember reading about it in Seventeen Magazine <laughs> as like kind of an alternative uh, school to go to. It didn't seem like like that was the path to go down. And especially high school is a really good student, had really good grades. I played sports. I kind of was more of a good girl where I didn't. I never got in trouble. I kind of always did what I was told. We had such a small high school, but I wasn't really like popular per se. Mm -hmm. Um, and it just seemed like the natural path was to go to a liberal arts college. And at that point, I kind of, I needed to be anywhere but Southern California. <laughs> <laughs> and I applied to all random different schools. And I ended up getting into the University of Notre Dame. And I didn't mention this before, but I went to Catholic school from kindergarten to college. Okay, that's intense. <laughs> <laughs> and so just, it, I didn't even know anything about the football, really. And I kind of was like, okay, it's like, oh, I don't know 2,000 miles away my parents are from Indiana it's not Southern California I'll have a little freedom it was a great financial aid package yep. let's do it sold <laughs> didn't going even, I didn't even visit there like I mean I remember talking about that I wanted to go to the CIA and I was just like well you can do that after hmm. I don't even think realizing definitely I didn't realize that you can get your bachelor's degree there you know it wasn't at the like, culinary institute yes I it's not like either. a trade school but you know I, I firmly believe everything happens for a reason that is so true so even though after i graduated notre dame i kind of especially when i got my loans and started having to repay them i think i was a little uh it wasn't like i was regretful but i was kind of mad <laughs> i felt like i was forced to go to this liberal arts education you're like who did i do this for and, you know, I kind of, you know, I was following my passion, which ended up being Spanish literature degree. That's which is, cool. Which I never wanted to teach it. And it's like, what the heck am I going to do with this? <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, and I, not realizing at the time, like I said, everything happens for a reason. And you, you go through different experiences and you get these little lessons or you learn these things. At a certain point, it all kind of comes together and it starts to make sense. Mm-hmm. Of course, it doesn't at the time. Right. It's only later when we're like looking back. Yeah. Also, it's like you're 22. You, yeah. Like at the time, you don't realize it, but you're so young. You, <laughs> I know. I know. But you feel so old. Yeah. I mean, now I'm just thinking 22. That's crazy. But anyway. <laughs> so kind of going back with it being intentional or if I kind of ended up in the industry. At Notre Dame, I was able to study abroad in Santiago, Chile. Oh, and that's kind of why I secured so doing Spanish literature because I wanted to study abroad. And there wasn't any specific reason or moment but I just remember there was so much fresh produce the food was incredible it wasn't Mexican food it's a little bit not as exciting in my opinion (laughs) (laughs) but I just I think I had like an avocado every day and I just I was so happy with like the foods I was eating Mm -hmm. and also that's when I was introduced to wine and I just remember thinking I have no idea but I need to be involved with food Mm -hmm. and I need to do something with it. It has to be part of my career. I just, I'd never could admit that I wanted to be a chef, I guess, especially at Notre Dame talking about that as a career choice. There's a lot of flack about that. Right. Um, And especially it's like, well, why did you, why would you go to, why would you even be here if that's what you wanted to do? Or that's not really a good profession. Obviously you're not going to make a lot of money. So why would you do it? You know, which so many misconceptions about that. Yeah, And also, you know, there's just because you're in the food industry doesn't mean you can only be a chef. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that you're not making money or that the end all be all is just money. Exactly. It, It sounds just listening to you like there was this real pull and draw with you and relationship with food and just like being so captivated by everything that surrounded you, all of the the bounty of the harvest. Definitely. (laughs) I don't know if I realized it then, but it's all of that and then sharing it with others. Mm. And so after I graduated, I had a very small part-time job with, I think, doing some database entry. And then I found a position at a bakery, not baking, but I was a salesperson part-time and then part-time in their sandwich shop in the back. And I kind of find myself more like a extroverted introvert. But when I talked about food, I realized I didn't worry about being shy or anything like that. It kind of came came alive in a way. Mm -hmm. Obviously, that's not where I wanted to stay. And I didn't really know where I wanted, like what direction I want to go towards. But at that point, I had all these loans and the reality of going to the Culinary Institute of America just didn't seem plausible. And I'm like, well, maybe I can kind of make my way towards something kind of in the real world working. Right. And actually at that bakery, I was there for two years. It was Torrance Bakery. It's a small little bakery in Torrance. That's kind of where the concept of Dolly Bars came from. Okay. And which was all the way back in 2013. Uh, that's a, yeah, a long time yeah. in the making then. Planting um, your seeds along the yeah, way. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, and it really was the basis of, luckily we were able to eat the baked goods there. Um, either try new things or if something breaks and you can have some. Which was awesome, except there's a point where it's like, okay, you have this every day. (laughs) And and it's not even like, you know, you shouldn't be eating it. But it's like, I actually don't feel that great after eating it. Uh You know, you talk to your coworkers who love food too. And just kind of thinking like, I wonder if there's something... You know, it can still be indulgent and you still crave it and it's still delicious, but it doesn't make you feel so crappy. Yeah. And I, I can't remember exactly the, the timeline of everything, but I remember seeing a recipe for like granola bars and like either Food and Wine magazine or Bon Appetit. And I was like, I could make this for myself, you know, I think I could do some more research and figure out better ingredients. It had a lot of dried fruit in it. Um, and like puffed cereal and it just seemed kind of boring like the same thing you would buy like granola grocery store or something and I don't like dried fruit (laughs) I like I like chocolate and bold flavors and then I started to think well what if there's ingredients that have really good flavor but they do give you energy like natural energy Mm -hmm. from it and that was kind of the birth of the Dolly bars I just started actually making them with a lot of misses but (laughs) just like in your own kitchen yeah, just like a, a mad scientist. I, kinda, <laughs> and 
I mean, kind of. I was very organized. I This was all out of my own money. So I did, like, price research, um, d- different grocery stores, like Whole Foods. See, she's a planner. <laughs> she's a planner. I was doing food costing before I even realized what that was. Um, you were so far ahead of the game. <laughs> and I, I remember creating the logo. I actually hand drew it, like, on a break at work. And then I created it in Word Art. <laughs> like, I love it. Which is still the same logo. I'm trying to update it. But <laughs> and this was in what year? 2013. <laughs> but, and it was just, it wasn't, the whole intention was, it was just a project. I did sell some to my family, but it was not anything, I really did not know what I was doing. I just, it was fun to me, yeah. you know? And just, and really learning more about ingredients that make you feel better. Mm-hmm. I ended up leaving the bakery, moving to a different job, and got extremely busy. I was working, actually, as a catering manager at Panera Bread. At the time, it was the number one catering cafe in South LA market. Okay. <laughs> Which that's a whole different story, but <laughs> I could not manage doing like a side hustle. 2013, I think I was 23, 24. I don't know. I just, it, it, looking back, I feel so young. You were also probably like, I need to enjoy my life a little bit. Yeah. And at that job, I, I don't think that's what I did at all. <laughs> I worked a lot mm. and I didn't really know how to set boundaries for myself and I always just said yes and feel you on that I mean there were some a lot of times where it was like 12 hour shifts not even eating not even taking breaks and I really burnt out Mm -hmm. um but I always found myself just kind of daydreaming well daydreaming about like kind of really a better life but also about the bars too and all sorts of things, you know. That period, I was kind of entering my mid-20s, and I actually was really, I was burnt out. But I kind of continuing that, like, still trying to always do the right thing and just working hard. And eventually, you know, either I'll get a promotion or get a raise or it'll eventually lead to something better. Yeah. I just, I found myself extremely depressed. And, you know, I, I know you've mentioned before when we've been talking how I have a positive attitude. And you do. It's intoxicating. <laughs> well, thank you. I really appreciate that. Like, I don't necessarily even see you physically all the time, but just like your Instagram feed, I'm just like, it gives me so much energy. And I think just seeing Dale, like yeah. all over my Instagram feed, I'm like, that's right, girl, keep going. <laughs> Well, it's definitely like a, a side of me that I try to, sometimes I have to purposely tap into, you yeah. know, but at that time, sometimes you, I feel like sometimes you kind of have to go, you, you learn the positive from the negative mm-hmm. kind of. Mm-hmm. And I just, I was not taking care of myself. I was depressed. Like I said, I was not in a good relationship. I was living the opposite of Dolly. <laughs> <laughs> spirit and just kind of feeling stuck and but ironically I was making the most money that I did at the time Hmm. I had my own apartment I had my car all these things that seemed like should equate to success and happiness and I was miserable yeah like my mental health was not in check at all there are a few like really low points that were like slow wake-up calls for me to like okay I needed something needs to change or else like I just I didn't care anymore about a lot of things a lot of different things happened within my relationship again just not taking care of myself and I finally realized like I think I need to move back in with my parents and kind of get help even though I didn't really ever ask for it per se Mm -hmm. um is that hard for you to do (laughs) yeah ask for help yeah I mean you know, we're kind of going we're talking about a lot of different things I'm here for it <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but I think when you are I think when you're depressed and you're kind of in like you're working kind of you have this cycle of working really really hard and I was kind of I was numbing myself with food and wine in a cycle of a bad relationship like you're just you're in it and it feels like you can't you can't see that perspective the outside perspective yeah, yeah. it's almost like you and I actually relate to that um on multiple levels from the mental health side to being in a you know negative relationships and being so inundated with work 
that it's almost as if you work more because you use that as your vehicle to distract you from actually having to face the emotions and the exhaustion and actually come to terms with, okay, what's going on here? Yeah, it's a, it's like almost like another way of numbing yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes, you know, you you receive little signs, there's little positive moments, and sometimes you ignore them because you don't want to face them or or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes the universe kind of sends something crashing. And it's you're like, like, oh, this is the sign that yeah. I kept being like, if I'm not supposed to do this, God, send yeah. me a little sign. Yeah. And you get it. And then you're just and like, OK, like, I need a different sign. Yeah. And then you get something bigger and it kind of comes crashing, yeah. you know, and I knew I was at a like not a good place when I I had worked at Panera Bread, I think at that time for about two years. I didn't go to work for a week. I didn't call in and I didn't care. And I knew that was not me. Mm. So I needed to make some changes. So I moved back in with my parents. I gained a lot of weight and I decided to like start tackling that. And I thought that that was like my answer. You know, I need to lose weight, you know, and I'll be happier. Mm -hmm. And actually it's one step that leads to so many other things. And it, it's like, Oh, well you start become becoming mindful of what you're eating because that was my like drug of choice, per, you know, if you will. Yeah. Numbing myself. And why are you doing that? Oh, I'm really unhappy and stressed out and don't like living this way. You know, mm-hmm. don't like being around certain people. Mm-hmm. Um, What's at the core? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and realizing too, you have control to, to change that. <laughs> you have the power to make those bigger changes and also change the way you think. And cut certain mofos out your life. Yes. And, some, <laughs> and it, you know, it's always been a journey for me. I always feel like I have to learn lessons twice. Uh, and, and you some. ain't alone in that one. I feel like we are just two peas in a pod right now. <laughs> I mean, you know, and it, it's just, I think that's actually the root of my positivity, though. Ironically, I would say probably one of the darkest years of my life. Since then, I've gained so much positive mental strength from mm. that. And it's not like... Like, oh, I just decided to be positive. No. It's like, oh, like working out, I get endorphins, I feel better. And seeing people that are trying to live a healthier lifestyle as well. And oh, they read these books, these personal development books. Like they're surrounded by other people that are trying to live a positive lifestyle. And ultimately it's just living their best life Mm -hmm. that it's not, it's determined by themselves, no one else. And I think that was the first time that I realized that it's not that I was following society at all, but I need to create my own standards of living. I can't do like what is right. There's so many different ways to live a right way. And yeah, Maybe that's the wrong way to phrase it, but... No, I get what you're putting down. And I think it was around that time, my brother's eight years younger than me, and I think he had just signed with a college to play baseball. That's his passion. So happy for him. Cause I mean, it was his passion since I think birth. He barely, yeah. He barely <laughs> could even walk. And he, I remember he had like water bottles, uh, using it as a bat, <laughs> but he signed to play college baseball and thinking if he can play a game, it, granted, it wasn't like he was playing professionally, but if he can get a scholarship to play baseball and be happy with that, why can't I follow my cooking dreams, my culinary dreams. 100%. And I found that super inspiring. And I've told him, and I don't think he even realized, you know, it was like 18. The impact, yeah. um, Following his dreams. Again, little seeds, kind of big seeds. Mm -hmm. But I slowly started to try to change my life so that... A, I was working a job that I like. I left Panera Bread and went to Whole Foods as a prepared food supervisor. Realized a month in, that was not it. (laughs) 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 But I was, by moving back home with my parents, I was able to see the perspective. And I didn't, I wasn't tied to paying rent. So I had a little bit more freedom with that. And at Whole Foods, I realized... 
okay, if I'm like serious about this cooking thing, like I need to equip myself with better training. And oh, wait, you know, you had that dream since like almost eight years at the time of going to the Culinary Institute. And ironically, because I worked at Whole Foods, they have mental health benefits. Mm-hmm. I think I had like eight free sessions with a therapist. And I started meeting with someone. Yeah. Um, And so there are different benefits with Whole Foods. And for the year before I went to the CIA, so this was 2017, I met with a therapist every week or more or less. And I think I just randomly mentioned it to her. And she basically just held me accountable with finding out more information and just saying, well, why not? Like, why not do this? Like, like basically, I would kind of make it seem like, like, I can't uproot my life. And she's like, well, why not? It's lit- it's eight hours away. You know, you mm-hmm. can do, you know. And with that, I finally left the relationship. I just started to see more possibility. Believe in yourself a little yeah. bit more. And it's like, well, why not? What does it hurt if I apply? I probably won't get in. That was my, that was my <laughs> mindset. <laughs> like, I could try. What does it hurt to try? You yeah. know? Yeah. But through that process, and again, I was working out and I was doing a lot of like personal development and um, learning more about like positive manifestation and learning that oh there's kind of a few limiting beliefs I have like how do we tackle this you know Uh and kind of what we were saying earlier you feel the fear but you do it anyway Mm -hmm. because what is it what are you gonna lose yeah what's the alternative I guess there's always issues with the weather and weird things happening but I think there's some sort of hurricane or something happening (laughs) I I can't remember you've been around some natural disasters (laughs) haven't you (laughs) I just remember the weather was weird and nothing major happened. But I just remember thinking, like, if I were to die tomorrow because of whatever, I do not want to be doing what I'm doing right now. Mm. Like, I just, I, I don't know. I was like 26, 27. Like, I, I don't think I can pinpoint it then, but I was like, I know I'm worth more than this. Mm. And all it was, was to be happy. It wasn't like, you know, money and whatever, especially when you like, what are you sacrificing for those? And the biggest thing was like myself, you know, my, I didn't, I didn't have a life. I was working, (laughs) you know, like the work life. I mean, it just, you sacrifice a lot for that and it's ends up not being worth it. Mm -hmm. Has it gotten easier now? I think, I mean, definitely. I, you know, work life balance and just feeling, you know, like you've got a great sense of self. It's again, it's a journey and some days are better than others. hundred (laughs) percent. Just, I've realized I go through seasons, but aren't tied with like the natural seasons. But <laughs> there's some times where I'm like, I feel really good. Like, I can't believe I'm accomplishing this and like, I'm doing it. I'm doing a lot. And then there's other times I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> like, yeah. And it, but the cool thing is realizing that and just kind of going with it. Mm-hmm. But I do have to say, I think especially since being at the CIA, um, or since going there and really following my dreams and going on that path. Yes, there are times where I don't feel so great, but I have never been, my depression has, has been extremely low. And I also know now, like when I'm kind of headed on a not so great path and like, okay, I probably should start working out a little bit, or I really maybe, she had some vegetables in, you know, and like identifying your moments. Yeah. And and triggers. Yeah. Um, but it's also like, I cannot believe I get to, I mean, sometimes the days that we have, I'm like, I can't believe I get paid to do this. Like, I mean, even the, on my, uh, on last Friday and it was my birthday. Oh, I know we are literally birthday is Monday of heart. (laughs) Happy belated to us. (laughs) But we, tested donuts and You're like this is my job yeah you know <laughs> and learning how to make donuts and just the different things like that um or just being a part of different events it's just it's amazing and and or to think i'm kind of running across napa valley to go grocery shopping and explore different foods i mean that, that's a dream come true to me as mm-hmm. small as it sounds yeah but it's a it's sometimes in those moments where, like you said, you find that happiness. Yeah. And that's the thing that you're chasing now. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I mean, when you asked me to come on here, I was thinking, I have not even, I don't even know what I'm doing. I have not even made it. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, 
What is the definition of made it though? I, you know, I, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have to be Rachel Ray with the cooking show yeah. <laughs> to have made it? But it is pretty cool. I love my job. And it, it you know, it's, it's still transforming because of everything going on. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy the people that I work with. And with the Dolly Bars, you know, I had all these plans last year. <laughs> and I, was, I had to just surrender a little bit and be like, this is not the year. <laughs> like, I basically have, I, well, the cool thing is I can kind of do whatever I'd like with it because I am creating it and I'm owning it. And right now it's bi-monthly pop-up sales. I love that. With every time I, that I do it, I learn a lot. And this past one, it was for Valentine's Day. I realized, okay, Caroline, you need to set some boundaries because you're doing way too much. (laughs) Even though you want to say yes, you have to realize the reality that this is a side hustle and you can't go 150% all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. you're going to burn out, even if it's something you love. Yeah. You still need to set those boundaries. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure what the year will bring with it, but I'm just kind of along for the ride. That I'm leading, I guess. (laughs) But I'm hoping I would like to have it more consistent. Whereas last year, I I really wasn't able to for different reasons. Right. Um, And just kind of learn as much as I can with it. Yeah. So So what would you say 2021, the world is starting to open up. We feel it. I mean, the CDC just dropped new guidelines saying people who have vaccines don't even have to wear masks anymore, which I think is kind of crazy. Oh, I didn't hear that. But yeah, wow. I like heard that news just a couple days ago and I was like, I think I'm still going to wear my yeah. mask, which is funny because there was a moment where I was like, I can't wait to take this thing off. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm like, are you sure that it's safe feel, to breathe feel, on each other? I feel weird without one now. It's so weird. <laughs> um, but now as we see the world like opening up and it, you know, kind of resembling the BC ages before COVID. <laughs> um, what what are your biggest hopes for, for Dale and for your continued career as this chef and culinary purveyor? Well, I hope to continue to like find my voice, my, my culinary voice, and to continue to learn. And, it, you know, it's kind of interesting. We haven't really talked about it, but, uh, you know, the food industry now is... It's very different than it was b- before COVID. And in what sense? Well, even just the simple fact at the Culinary Institute when I went there, um, talking about that I would be working at a catering uh, company, there's su- there was such a um, people that kind of looked down upon that because, you know, it's not a Michelin star restaurant. Um, Interesting. Yeah, it's like kind of for some reason being a caterer is different than being a chef at a restaurant. It's not a, it's not I'm as, like, you're just the entrepreneur and you own the vehicle. Yeah. It's just as great in my eyes. Well, it's just as hard. It's in exactly. different ways. Exactly. But with COVID, being able to pivot and utilizing catering, especially when restaurants are closed, mm. I think things have been kind of rebalanced a little bit. Mm. Um, and it, and even in the same sense, and this is be more than just in the food industry, but entrepreneurs have more of an opportunity to, they have more platforms now and people are at home and wanting to support people. For some reason, there just seems more opportunities right now to whatever your idea is to go with it. And I'm telling you, there's positives that came from COVID. Oh, definitely. I mean, even, you know, it's so interesting. (laughs) I I think I thought it a few times and never said it, but this is the first time that we actually have like a nine to five work schedule like an actual nine to five. I mean, and I know that I don't know how that sounds to people, but like it's a stable schedule. Mm-hmm. It changes, but that is work life balance there. Yeah, and, and it's appreciated, especially that's so. a, a career where I mean, you mentioned it before. There were moments where you were working twelve plus hours, didn't even have a chance to have a meal. Yeah. So being able to find that sense of balance. In the middle of chaos that's yeah. surrounding an entire globe, that's like the little bit of peace that gets oh, yeah. brought in. And I'll, and I I have to give credit to the company that I work for as well. Just because a pandemic happened doesn't mean that's the result. You right. Know, you have, it, there has to be a focus for that. And maybe even more so because there's a pandemic. Um, exactly. So kind of, I guess, going back to your question, the future... I just, I hope to keep expanding. 
I I don't really know in what sense. Um, Maybe that's the fun part. Yeah, you know, and I kind of, I think... One thing I kind of learned last year, too, or one of the many things, you know, maybe you don't always have to have such a detailed plan. (laughs) You can do that and things totally shift. So kind of just going with the flow. Yeah. (laughs) I think I'm also like slightly anticipating a a huge pivot or something. (laughs) Maybe just says like a little bit of a, I haven't recovered from last year. (laughs) But um, definitely hope to continue to make more dolly bars get more flavors going and kind of legitimize it and learn more about the business side of it and just take my time with it nothing super fast um like slow growth in your time Um, yeah and actually as a little uh throwing it out there oh are we are we getting some uh, uh exclusive 411 news well, right now it's not super exclusive but just a little uh i can't think of the right word but uh shout out i guess um you can purchase dolly bars yes i'm here through for we have a at la saison we have a beautiful like trail mix kit and it's it's perfect actually kind of for what we we're talking about it's uh it's a seven-day snack experience, if you will. Okay. But it's, it purposely has you set an intention for the week. And each time you have your snack, it kind of takes you back to your intention to kind of pause and reflect on whatever that may be. You know, maybe... I actually think I got one of these kits for my birthday. Yeah, Because I remember the gift was all about, okay, when you about to eat this meal, think about like where you are in this moment, like what brought you here? How are you feeling? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, kind of surprised i'm like who is this fortune cookie like in my lunch telling me to woosah and like get my stuff together but it was so nice because never do i take the time to even think about that so one to not just have like a nice gift you know someone bring you lunch but then for that gift to like have another treat inside of it where it's asking you to just be focused and centered and in the present yeah i was like Oh my gosh, like I, this meal gave me a gift before it even entered my belly. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I think that's La Saison is about the whole experience, not just the food. Mm-hmm. That's what I enjoy as a uh, consumer of foods and a chef sharing foods. And I think like the Dolly spirit incorporates that. And I, I never mentioned what it means. I was just about <laughs> like, to ask you. So like, what is Dolly? Like, what does that mean to you? What does it encompass? What inspired you to create that name? Yeah. Well, I, I heard it from, um, a, in a few songs from a, a rapper from Miami. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I actually will never forget the first time I heard Pitbull. I like, but anyway, you know, it kind of, so it came from a Pitbull song. Oh yeah, definitely. (laughs) Like in high school, I'm pretty sure warm up of a basketball game. (laughs) I love it. Um, and really like side note, I played basketball and, uh, after I graduated, I participated in a basketball camp in the Dominican Republic. Oh my gosh. So cool. For like seven days. And I'm on the plane ride and I'm thinking, I don't, yes, I had four years of high school Spanish, but I don't know any Spanish. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I know basketball and I've coached basketball, but I remembered the word Dale and that applied very well <laughs> when we were like coaching or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, and it was kind of like a joke in college that I would say, Dolly, like, let's do it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, you know, YOLO wasn't a thing back then. Yep. <laughs> and I, I don't, I don't know why, how I got stuck with, or not got stuck, but how I chose that, but it, it means just do it, uh, or go for it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it can be implied in so many different scenarios. And I, you know, it's funny. I originally took it as... Like, go for that adventure um, and, you know, take this dolly bar with you and energize you uh, living your adventures. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this past year with COVID and everything, realizing that it doesn't always have to be this grand adventure. It could just literally be enjoying the present moment. And it doesn't have to be boring. It could have a fun snack or it can be just 
soul satisfying in whatever way that is for you. Um, and so it's really just enjoying the moment, living your life fully, however that looks for you and doing it. Yeah. And hopefully doing the damn thing. Yeah. You know, with the bars, hopefully it's like, Oh my gosh, this delicious bar. It's inspiring me or making me smile. And also with the intention to share that, you know, mm-hmm. so, and I, it, it actually, it, it inspires me <laughs> to and continue And it inspires that. me when I see it all over my feed. Yeah. <laughs> so, and which in, in turn keeps me inspired. You know, it's a nice, what a beautiful positive the circle cycle. of life. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I, yeah. I feel like you have shared such a wealth of, of just knowledge and wisdom on your journey that I think so many people will relate to, um, hearing you talk earlier about how, you know, yourself, the way you viewed yourself when you were younger was just this good girl who always listened and just went to school because you're just like, it's the right thing. And it's what I need to do. And getting to moments sometimes where you ask yourself like, okay, who am I living this life out for? Is it because it's just the standard of what I've always been told needs to get done? Or is it for me? And you know, we go through those moments. Sometimes we learn the hard way. Sometimes it's the easier way, but hearing just such a raw and natural experience, um, and you being able to be vulnerable to relay that, um, really hit home with me because sometimes you think that maybe you're the only one who's navigating insecurities or who's navigating second guessing yourself or feeling like, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? And so hearing you just talk about that was, um, it was, it was just really nice to hear that those experiences are, while they're challenging, it's nice to know that you're not alone in those feelings and emotions and that more of us should really feel inspired by these stories to know that it's okay to live out your own personal dream, whatever that looks like, believe in yourself and that voice that keeps ticking at you in the back saying, Hey, yo, remember me like eighth grade me who had this vision and dream. Don't pay attention to what society is trying to tell you. Don't go down the mousetrap, like go after what you want. Um, cause so many of us don't do that. You know, so many of us are comfortable just doing the, nine to five grind, not in, you know, in, in any like shade towards your new nine to five grind. That's actually amazing (laughs) considering you're not having to pull crazy 12, 14 hour shifts, but you know, that typical nine to five, nine to five grind where you're just like a a hamster on a wheel. Like, yeah. Like mind numbing zombie almost just going through the motions. Exactly. Exactly. And instead chasing after something that makes you feel good, like a passion, like a career that genuinely feels more wholesome to who you are and and your spirit. Um, and I can see it in your bars. I can see (laughs) it. Like I tell you in the energy that you bring in every space that you enter, it is such an honor and privilege to know you and just like, (laughs) thank you. And, and just like get to like experience a little bit of that energy from you. So like keep doing that damn thing because it is intoxicating and you are inspiring so many people around you and you should never forget that. Well, thank I really appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> Ditto. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah. If, um, how can people stay connected with you? Especially you talked about these bi-monthly pop-ups, like when's the next one going to be, how can people get access to more Dale bars? How can they support you, um, as a chef, which is amazing. Cause you know, we only have lots, there's lots of chefs in the world, but out of all the chefs, like only 20% of them are, are women. Yeah. And so it's like, how, like, let's bring more equity to that table. Let's support more women in these spaces. Let's use our purchasing power to go ahead and amplify support, um, do all of these great, great work. So how do we sprinkle some of that love your way? Um, we well, can follow Dolly bars on Instagram and it's D A L E B A R S. Um, or you can follow my personal culinary Instagram, um, at Dale underscore Chica 
underscore Dale. <laughs> I love it. Just kind of going with the theme, hitting it home. Oh, yeah. Um, or you can email me at cgreen7 at alumni.nd.edu. Very nice. You still have access to your ND email? I do. Oh my gosh, <laughs> lucky you. I'm like, mine got taken away the moment I graduated. Oh. <laughs> they were like, sorry, they, we need this back. They gave us our, an alumni one. So that's I just so kind of, nice. yeah. Well, that's perfect. You yeah. want to um, relay your Instagram handles one more time? So Dale, D A L E B A R S. So that's for the Dale Bars Instagram account. And then Dale Chica Dale, so D-A-L-E underscore C-H-I-C-A underscore D-A-L-E. Dale Chica Dale. Dale Chica Dale. That's right. Do it, girl. Do it. <laughs> Is that the advice that you would leave someone with to just go do the damn thing? Definitely. Or what advice would you be giving people given your journey and, and the lessons that you've learned along the way? I think definitely Dale, but also I think everything happens for a reason. And like I said before, you don't always see it, but either take it as a blessing or utilize it as a lesson mm. and just don't, even when it seems like, Nothing's going your way and you kind of, you're giving up. You have to be the one that fights for yourself mm. and you just can't give up on yourself. You know, even, even if, if it's just as small as, okay, well, I'm going to try to drink more water today <laughs> or I'm, I'm just going to go to work today, you know, I'm yeah. just, or I'm just going to do whatever today, as small as it is, just keep going. Cause Things are temporary mm -hmm. and, and that's the good with the bad, you know, and to, so to enjoy it. But when you feel like you, you're just in a bad spot or something, or it's just things aren't going, you know, there's, there's the pandemic and then the fire season, and then a car accident and whatever, <laughs> it will get better. Show up for yourself. Yeah. Cause really old, I mean, in my experience, what I've learned is ultimately you really are the only one that can. Mm. And I always thought that was actually really depressing because <laughs> like, no one else will take care of you or whatever. But how empowering is that too? Yeah. You know, hundred percent. And at the same time, you have the power to do whatever you want. Yep. It, it, it's not as easy as that at all, but, and that can simply just be like, okay, I drank some water today. Yeah. <laughs> hundred percent. Or I said no to the donut, you know, like whatever it is. <laughs> or I know? said no to the 10,000th request for me to go do something else that would have stretched myself out thin. Yes. You said no. Yeah. You said boundary. boundary. That <laughs> should always be celebrated. So, uh, yeah. I love it. We're just going to keep on that, like giving it, dale. I yes. love it. What a beautiful way to end this incredible conversation. My friend, you are an inspiration and I'm so happy to have had this moment to sit down with you and, and learn about your journey. And that's what we're going to keep doing. We're going to, we're going to dale. Yes. Cheers. Salud. Cheers. Salud. <laughs> <laughs>